Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Leadership Lounge, um, powered by TDL. Remember, we're a podcast to make you stop and think about your leadership journey. I'm going to add value by speaking to amazing people with amazing stories and experts in their field. And we're really trying to build a community of future focused leaders. Um, so today, um, without further ado, we're going to speak to Brad. How are you, sir? Kicking ass as always, Stuart. As always, as always, I wouldn't expect any other any other response. <laughs> so um, just a quick one for me. Why have I got Brad on? I've been following his content for about three plus years now. Um, coming off the back of um, the pandemic, starting my podcast as well, looking at like-minded people, looking at great content. And it's a privilege to have him on today. So I'm not going to go too far. <laughs> so Brad, as I hit the 20-minute timer, could you, and um, for the people who don't know who you are, um, tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. So listen, off. <laughs> it, it, it depends which version of me you want. Do you want the Brad Burton whose dad left when I was six months old, who left school with no qualifications, who moved 14 times from the age of eight to 14, who uh, got shot at when he was 21, who's been addicted to drugs twice, or the one who's done four years on benefits and delivered pizza at 31? Or do you want Brad Burton, the UK's number one motivational business speaker, the four-time best-selling author, the founder of Four Networking, the largest joined-up business network in the UK prior to the pandemic? Which one do you want? Because there's two sides of the same coin. And if I go back far enough in your life and your life, I will find something questionable. The difference is I'm stupid enough to share it. Amazing. And do you know what? That was one of my first questions. Like, what, what, the, those two people, like yeah. your previous person, what would they be saying about your current person? Because there's a massive, massive difference there, isn't there? If you can reflect. Mm. Like, does that make you smile? Does it make you laugh? Does it make yeah. you go, wow? Yes. What does that bring? All of the above. And actually, you know, there is a better version of every single one of us. There's two versions of us. There's one that's got a face like a slapped ass and feels sorry for ourselves and how everything is terrible. And there's another version, a positive one that wakes up every day full of vigor. And how do you do that? I had my own personal Brexit. And what I mean by that is I was 51% uh, positive, 49% negative. And I've been wrestling and fighting with that over many, many years. And this is the biggest fight of your life as to which version of you you become. Because the decisions that you make today will have a massive impact in 20 years time. So I am, I've, I've kind of won that fight, that battle I've won. I would suggest that I'm now 5% negative. 95% positive. I've kind of trained my brain to be this positive person. But no, I'd be delighted. I look, you know, I look at the life that I lead right now and I travel globally speaking at conferences and stuff. And I go, how did that happen? And you know, what people won't know prior to us uh, going live today is I said, I'm almost waiting for the police to arrest me every time that I come out of these conferences because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You've got this working class lad from Salford, no qualification, blah, 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 speaking at the highest level globally. Amazing. It just shows you that dreams can come true, but it all starts with belief, belief that you can do it. So where do you think, uh, we always ask people about their leadership journey and how you've arrived. And, and there's a lot of factual things there about how, what has built your foundation. But for you, what are the biggest things that still turn up now that you've had to go back to? I talk about building a toolkit of who you are now and how you lead people and how you lead yourself. What are some of the key fundamentals that you would say are in that toolbox for you to overcome the challenges that are today and the future? You know, I'm a big computer gamer, massive computer gamer. And when you play a computer game, if you're running low on energy, you've then got to go and get some energy. If you need to fight a boss and you can't defeat it you've got to go and get upgraded you've got to go and level up well that's exactly what i do this is what i use to do that it's like a computer game for your life 
And I've been using that for the last 20 years. I am a big gamer. I've been doing for 40 years. So the same principles as computer games is exactly the same principles of life. And if you play it like that, so I'll give you an example. You and I are playing Street Fighter. I'm at 100% energy. You're at 100% energy. We're full of confidence. And then all of a sudden you whack me a few times and now I'm at 40% energy. Am I going to be playing the same way at 40% energy as I was at 100%. No. So energy has a massive impact. Right now, you see what's happening globally, the energy crisis. What about your own personal energy? So the, the thing that we end up doing in life is we fritter energy away on stuff that doesn't matter. And I always ask this question, is what I'm doing, is what we're doing as a team, moving the needle? If the answer is no, why are we doing it? Let's go and do what it is. And it's that, it's really a case of every single time uh, being in every single decision. Right now, we make Fact, 30,000 decisions every single day. If I was to ask your audience how many decisions that they make on, a, on, a, on any given day, most people say between 100 and 500. So what happens to those 29,500 decisions that we're just not conscious of? And that's what you've got to do. In order for you to be a strong leader, in order for you to, to power forward and to be a success, you need to be conscious of every single decision. And that's why I'm, I'm conscious of every single decision. Even the microsecond uh, delay in, in making it, that's what I will do in, to be conscious in every decision. Amazing. Yeah, I, I talk all the time about self and situational awareness and how much you can plug into that. Your your awareness of what's going on around you gives you choices to do something about it. So yeah, I like say, that. Go well, on, you know, the, the thing is, I've come from the street, effectively, over in Salford, Manchester, when I was a kid. And that's exactly what you needed to be, have situational awareness. And actually, that's carried with me. You know, I'm a different guy to the one that I was 25 years ago. Absolutely different guy. But I'm the same guy as well. And this is what we need to understand is that, you know, there's lots of ingredients that we've got from our past that we kind of don't use. You know, we've got all the ingredients that we're going to have. The recipe, that's the thing that needs working on. I like that. I like that analogy. So from your perspective, I was going to just thinking when you were talking then about energy levels, motivation, do you th do you think there's still a stigma attached to the fact of like social media? We just chatted about it quickly then. What's that given motivation in people? Because you almost have that expectation to show up all the time that things should always be great and you see yeah. other people's motivation. What are your thoughts on that? So so let me ask you this, and I'm gonna ask you a straight question. I want you to be really honest. Is your life perfect? If it is, put your hand up. <laughs> Is your, is, your, is, your, is your business perfect? Put your hand up. Okay. Exactly. Mine didn't go up either. If you go on Instagram, all you'll see is perfect lives and perfect businesses. This stuff will drive you crazy because what we end up doing is endlessly comparing. And what I want you to do is I want you to recognize there's a reason that racehorses wear blinkers. They don't give a toss about the competition. That's what you need to do. You need to compare you to you. So, for instance, if, oh, hello, Lord Sugar. Mm, hello, Lord Sugar. Mm, Richard Branson. No, oh, there's, stop it. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Stop all that navel gazing, looking up to people. Don't overestimate anyone. Don't underestimate anyone. Treat everyone the same with respect. And the first person you've got to do is you, because here's the thing. If I was to compare me to those guys on a scale of one to 10, I'd be a three. If, however, I compare me now to me 25 years ago, I'm a 10. So my mind's eye has changed you'll never outperform your self-image if all you'll ever see yourself is a Salford street kid that's all you'll ever be so you've got to change your programming so instagram social media is absolutely toxic it's a cesspool and it, I'm, I'm a former addict uh, on drugs and actually we're all addicted every single one of us is addicted digitally you know it's the equivalent of cocaine and it's disgusting and actually people just say oh well everyone else is doing it so it's, it's ridiculous my screen time 14 hours a day 
14 hours a day. Are you mental? Yes, I think it's a mental illness. And I think it's one of these things that in, in, in 20 years time, we're going to look at it in the same way that we looked at asbestos or we looked at smoking. I think this is the next asbestos. This is the next smoking. And it's something that we all need to take responsibility for. Because when I look at the time and we're seven minutes closer to death since we started this, you know, Time is our most important asset, and yet we're frustrated. Oh, look at that. Oh, look, these people are getting bombed at the moment. Oh, look at Nonsense. Do yourself a favour. Disconnect. I'm now 16 months in of not watching the news. I've watched 31 minutes of news in 16 months. 31 minutes. I would watch four hours a day prior to that point. We are what we see. We are what we hear. We are what we eat. So if you're going to go eat junk food all day, you're going to get overweight. If you're watching news all day, you're going to be full of fear. And that is one of those things that erodes energy. Remember what I said before, that energy has a massive effect. 100% energy full of confidence, 40% energy we're fighting defensively. If you are watching news and negative stuff all day long, guess what? Your energy levels are going to be impacted. So that is how you maintain your motivation, is by making certain that does this move the needle? Does me watching about the war, does that move my needle? Does it move my life? Does it move my business forward? If the answer is no, why are you watching it? It's almost yeah. like a mental illness. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, we're oddly going into a, a digital business when um, it's happened this year for us personally. Yeah. Um, but we're working really hard, um, trying to get people aware of the digital tools they can become aware of their screen time. It's a bit odd, isn't it, with the hybrid working? So, but you personally, like, what? What? Obviously, I'm fully on. I'm exactly the same with the news. Um, I, I go and watch TV just a bit of a bit of a brain break yeah, to okay. take me away from stuff. Yeah. However, so what what do you do with your? Because obviously we all run our businesses on our phones. It's really productive and useful, and we're, we're doing this. We've not had to travel anywhere. We can jump online and talk to amazing people. What sort of things have you instigated for running your business that keep you mindful of your your tech time? Yeah. 14 hours a day, I don't think I'm in any position to be sensibly able to give anyone any advice. And I, But what I will say is I'm, I'm, I'm honest enough to recognise it's a problem. You know, it, it's a problem. Now, as human beings, we're all guilty of doing stuff, dumb shit, that actually doesn't move us forward, right? Where it's, you know, smoking, putting half a bottle of brandy away in the evening, whatever, right? We all have coping mechanisms. And I think what happened for me, certainly with the pandemic, is my coping me mechanisms, going to the gym and this, that, and the other, it kind of fell away and it was replaced with uh, mini cheddars. <laughs> you know, I was just eating mini cheddars all day long. And I speak to people and say, what was you eating? And people go, oh, uh, fried noodles. And we all did it. And I think this is the thing with the pandemic. And we were about 1,000 days, uh, 1,100 days since it happened, since the lockdown, the first ever lockdown. And if I was to ask you, Stuart, how long did you think it was going to be when Boris said, please stay at home? How long did you believe it was going to be? Let's guess. Four to six months. Right. Four to six that, months. I'm very sort of here and now. Yeah. I, I did not think. <laughs> right, right. And, and this is and this is the thing is that anyone that I ask whenever I ask that question, whenever I'm presenting, you generally get three months. The average was like the median is like four months. So so that was, you know, it was um, three years ago and the impact still being felt. And we've all been uh, impacted emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually in every way and form. And if we hadn't been affected, our friends and colleagues, they'd been affected. So that but it was insidious. The whole thing has had a big impact on us. And we've all changed. And I think what ends up happening is so many business owners, so many leaders are trying to go back to a time and a place that no longer exists. And whilst they're trying to get there, I described it the other day, I go to director teams. And the thing that's been impacted more than anything is culture. 
Culture is the glue that holds organizations together. Without that, they don't have the, you know, you go and take the culture out of, a, out of a virgin Atlantic. And guess what? You don't really have that anymore. So culture is the thing that's been affected, like the most thing that's damaging, I think. And I also think that it's time to, to stop chasing the chicken and you're what you're about. I described it the other day to a board. I said, you guys and girls are trying to go back to a time and a place that no longer exists. You're trying to go back to normal. And normal has got a tag around the chicken's neck and you're all running after it. And the chicken's trying to rush around to, to try avoid. There's no normal anymore. Do yourself a favor. Go back to what I said about energy and how important it is. Stop moving. Do yourself a favor. Look at, observe the environment and then work out where you want to go because people are rushing. Yeah, but we need to get it because if we don't get it, then the, next, the, the, the competition stop. Slow down. This is one of what I've realized. I have stopped moving. I've stopped trying to go back to, a, to an island that's no longer there. Because when you get there, it's moved and everything's moved. So just stop, survey the landscape and work out where you actually want to get to. And actually, will go in this direction? Will it get us there? Or maybe, just maybe, things have moved. Yeah, I love that. Future focused. And, and we had a, a little chat. I'm sure we'll have a chat afterwards about where, where I was as starting mm. this podcast. I was like, I've got to do something. I've got to do something over nothing. And and here we are today with right. three years on. <laughs> it's phenomenal. So um I'm really motivation as a as a tag, a label. We have asked previously, like what what is leadership for you and the amount of different variations of obviously it's all personal. What what is your experience of, of all the great people and stages you've spoken on? What is how do you define not saying sort of like putting you on the spot define lead um, motivation mm. but for people who maybe are listening to this going i've not really thought about motivation on my journey like that it, it's up and downs and and obviously they might be in a well i don't really have that much motivation what is motivation for somebody to start thinking about it and being more yeah. conscious of it that when they can do something about it a reason to move away or towards something. That's the simple simplicity of it. So the, the, the gulf between uh, where you are right now and where you want to get to, motivation is going to get you there. So if you want to get here, motivation is going to get you there. Without motivation, you stay where you are. See, motivation for me is about this, excuse me, dispelling uh, pessimism. So pessimism goes away. Optimism is, is, is shining. It's about self-belief. Self-doubt keeps you where you are. Motivation and self-belief it powers you forward it's about how you spend your motivation will, 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 will focus you on either a positive or negative way of how you spend your time how you spend your energy how you spend your money so so that's the difference so motivation what i do i go into an environment of people who are either unmotivated or not conscious of motivation and i give them i press their hotspots their hotspots not me i don't i don't you need to do this i don't do any of that so i'll give you an example of how i work Stuart. i want you to rewind to a time in your life when if you'd have made a different decision, your life would have been fundamentally different. Maybe it was a job, maybe it was a girlfriend, whatever. I don't, I don't know. Just, just have a think about that. Do you want me to give you an answer? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, but only only because the clock's ticking. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. So you've done that, right? Yeah. You can't fucking rewind. So too often in life, we spend time, oh, what happens if? And, and that's it. And you spend your time in this depressed state. It can't do anything. It is gone. If I was to go and give you a red hot coal and say to yourself, put that in your hand, how long would you hold on to it for? You wouldn't. You let it go. But what we end up doing is we hold on to whatever that thing was. You hold on to it. 
It's a thing that you could just recall straight away. And what I've managed to do is I've managed to let go of everything. I've let go of the fact I got shot at in Manchester, the worst day of my life back on the 2nd of January, 1995. But let me be quite clear. If that hadn't happened, I would never have moved away, never met my wife, never started a business, never written a book, never traveled the world, never been speaking. Everything happens for a reason. So once you recognize that, everything's good. It's when you yeah. don't recognize that. And that's what motivation will do. Motivation will, will put you in a mindset to say, yes, I get some terrible stuff has happened. The only way that we can erode or delete the terrible stuff in your life is by deleting the great stuff in your life as well. Amazing. I like that. Is, is there a, there's loads of hints and tips. And I would say about like leadership books, you got to take them off the page and, and own them yourself. And But if somebody's thinking, maybe I need to do something about this, is there anything that you can advocate that is a short, quick win for people yeah. to become a bit more, even this week, yeah, yeah. just to get a little bit better? What would you say? So, 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 so my business plan that got me from a 25 grand in personal debt to a multi-million pound national business was this. It wasn't 85 pages. It wasn't there. I didn't have any flow charts, but what it was was to be better in the next two weeks than the previous two weeks. That's it. And if you ever find yourself... Think about going down a corridor and in the corridor on the room on the right is a room full of positive people. On the left is a room full of negative people. Which room would you go in, Stuart? Definitely the positive. So why is there rooms up and down the land full of negative people? Mm. Do they realise they're being negative? You go, and put, you go and put a positive person in a room full of 49 negative people. Guess what? You've got 50 negative people. You go and put a negative person in a room full of 49 people, uh, positive people. Guess what? You've got 49 positive and one negative you need to change your thinking. And the way that you understand this is every single time uh, negative should be left, positive should be right. You're turning right, you think positive, 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 positive. This is how I've trained my brain. This is how I've trained my brain. And when you find yourself whinging, do yourself a favor, stop it. Stop fucking whinging. Start fucking winning. That's the fundamental difference is that somewhere along the way, when you find yourself whinging, you go, why am I whinging? Spend more time on the solution than in the problem. These things will change everything. And one final thing, I know I've got a clock ticking. I'm aware of the time. Right? <laughs> and this is so important for us to understand that time is our most important asset. And it's the one that we take the piss out of. And let me be quite clear here. This is something that Bentley Global use their management team um, from, from a, to make decisions. And there's a reason that Bentley Global use it is that I taught them. Brad Burton, the former drug addict. Brad Burton, the guy who got shot, shot not that one, the other one. Right. Here's when it comes to making decisions. The reason we don't make decisions is we're scared they're the wrong ones. That's the real, like if every single decision that you made, you knew was the correct one, I'll move you forward, you'd make more. So I believe an expert is someone that has made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. So when it comes to motivational speaking, I've made them all, I've died on stage hundreds of times. So therefore you don't die on stage again. Okay, so an expert is someone that's made all the mistakes. In order to make, uh, to become an expert, you've got to make decisions. On occasion, those decisions are going to be wrong. The only time you realize whether they're wrong or not is after the event. So you make a decision, you get it wrong, it moves you one step towards being an expert, you make it right, it moves you one step towards success. You can't lose. Now, when it comes to making decisions, I'm the easiest person in the world to, to, to sell to. You get older, older than me and say, Brad, do you fancy coming on a podcast? I made a decision in 24 seconds. If I can't make a decision in 24 seconds, I revisit in 24 minutes. If after 24 minutes, I can't make a decision, I revisit in 24 hours. If after 24 hours, I can't make a decision, I just made a decision, it's not important, next. And that is how I work as a uh, from as a leader and as a team. We move fast because there's no correlation between time spent on a decision and it being correct. None whatsoever. And the only time that you realize whether the decision is right or wrong is after the event. No one, including me, wakes up and says, you know what? I'm going to go and fuck up today. But occasionally I do. Amazing. And again, just that last little bit there just reminded me to mention the fact that 
this comes up all the time. We're only human. We're only human. We are not robots. Um, my last question, really, in the last sort of minute and a half is, we're obviously, let's say in the next two weeks, we become a better self. Mm-hmm. I always say that we're still working with people. Like This comes up in quite a lot of our workshops, you know, when they say don't work with animals or children. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. They just put humans in general in there because there's a full of, and I say you, 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 amazing how many, um, when you start being aware of it, the impact you have on others. So we said about self-motivation. What about motivating others that maybe are a little bit more not on the same wavelength or not ready for that level of motivation yet? Yeah, well, you need to get them on the same wavelength. It's as simple as that. So, you know, the reality is, I mean, we've got literally got 40 seconds, but the reality of this thing is that you can never, um, if you're not 100% convinced yourself, you'll never convince anyone else. So if you've not got 100% belief, 100% belief in your product, your service, your business, as in 100%, don't get upset when those people you're trying to motivate and inspire don't 100% believe in it either. So the first person you've got to convince of anything is you. Mm. I like that. What a great way to finish the podcast. Timely as well. That, that's good for my military timing head as well. Right? <laughs> mate, 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 mate. Honestly, special forces, don't mess about. <laughs> exactly so um brad thank you so much so ladies and gents um if you've enjoyed that make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel make sure you follow us on your podcast provider and um, every wednesday at 6 a.m we've got amazing people amazing experts coming and adding value to your leadership journey so brad thank you so much for your time today thank you very much Stuart. make sure you go and check out all um brad's social media obviously you've got the books there nicely positioned behind if you're watching us on the youtube channel there's, there's no accidents in my world promise you no accidents i like that so um brad thank you so much again and ladies and gents we'll see you all next week take care bye